Welcome to the Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we're going to be talking about the upcoming adventure for Sea of Thieves. It's on this coming week. Hopefully, we're going to find out what's going on with that in the next couple days. Also, we're going to be talking about Oreo and what pirates will do to get liveries. All that and more in this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. But before I get into any of that, I have to thank the patrons. They are the ones that went over to patreon.com forward slash Keelhauled Podcast, just like you can if you like this content and want to support making it for you. I'm the one that produces, I record everything, the software and everything has costs, and all of that is all taken care of by the patrons. So thank you to People's Republic, LQ, Falls, Bam Bam Bagel, Captain Hasco, Captain Hayes, Chateau Neuf, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Static Mirror, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Jabaro 5, Carl Embo, Kazia the Rogue, Lumpy SRQ, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Raja the Brave, Regis Stella, Replicated Flame, Rust Belt Kid, Norwegian, Skamelt666, who has been supporting over on Twitch as well. Thank you for the nine months. I appreciate it. And I do remember that. Captain Dasm, That Kilted Guy, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Music Me, The Lore Chronologist, Dead Eye Dre, Heger Owl, Jeff H, Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Doo, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, and Zam. Wow. Thank you all so much for your support. I love you all, and I look forward to our next community episode, which is in just a uh, the next week. No, a couple weeks. I think it's on the 28th of January. So two weeks from now if you're listening to this on time um but 28th of january regular time we're going to be having the community episode for the gold hoarders if you'd like to join in on the conversation you're always welcome to there's an event in the discord channel typically uh that i still i need to set that up but it's at 1 p.m pacific standard time and thank you again so let's get into this episode First up on today's docket, let's talk about Sea of Thieves Twitch drops. We got some more Twitch drops that were coming in this weekend. So hopefully you all had an opportunity to jump in to get these. These were going on between January 13th and January 16th. So as of the time of uh, recording, we are on the last day. Hopefully if you guys are listening to this um, tomorrow, you've already gotten them. It's really tough to get these things out because I don't get heads up on this kind of stuff, which is kind of a bummer. I would love to have this. So we did know a little ahead of time before. So hopefully I did mention it in the past, uh, but this was for the Eastern Winds Sapphire Ship set this included the hull the sails the wheel and the flag four hours worth of time that you had to put in to be able to get these and you had to claim them after each hour to be able to move on to the next drop and as always i have to recommend chrome extension automatic twitch just go over to chrome extensions look for automatic twitch download it turn off the notifications for it and make sure that you are getting these drops all you have to do is open up your favorite see if he's partner and make sure that you're getting these drops during the time that it is available i actually think that these are pretty 
pretty interesting looking. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the color set. I think that the hues that they picked for kind of the orange and yellow are just a, a not quite my flavor. Um, I did really like the, the helm though. If you take a look at the helm, it is a variant of the Eastern Winds uh, set, but it's, I don't know, they call it the Eastern Winds Sapphire set, but I, I must be tripping because I can't see the sapphire in this set at all. So maybe this is the wrong the wrong set that they attributed for the drops and they just didn't change the name. It wouldn't surprise me. It's definitely something that's happened in the past. But uh, yeah, I don't know what was going on. This is not sapphire at all. I would love to see a sapphire set if they could come out with like a really nice like jade sapphire set or maybe even like a, a, a sapphire mixed in with some ruby maybe i don't know come up with some different gemstones but the uh the the burnt orange and uh the the kind of whitewashed eggshelled white i just it's it's not it's not something I'm really that into, but because it's a drop, I feel like I need to claim it. Also, it's just kind of nice to sit in and watch some streamers for some time, kind of see what's going on in the uh, the the diehards as far as like um, those that are playing, you know, eight hours a day, five days a week uh, to kind of see like how they feel about the, the game and what kind of things I can pull from them. Some interesting things uh, as I was watching a, a couple things that I noticed was kind of very normal for um, um different kind of streamers and it depends on who you, who you watch too but um i did find out that there are a few things going on with uh kind of combat a lot of people getting um some interesting tricks that you can like uh, i think there was a tweet that came out um earlier today about people who can who've been jumping to soak chain shots uh lower chain shots on masts um on solo place loops to try and eat the damage uh you know obviously it'll take like half your health it won't take a full like that's the interesting thing too uh a chain shot does not one ball you uh the way a cannon does um, so instead of it, instead people are jumping up to eat the damage so that it doesn't hit the mast and if, you know, if, if anything, I would say that any, any kind of metal iron coming from a cannon at the speed of a cannonball should probably kill you. <laughs> like a chain shot should probably decapitate your pirate. Um, so if I had my druthers, I would actually say, hey, Rare, let's address this. Let's make a cannon shot, whether it be a chain shot or a cannonball, uh, one ball you. So we can kind of say like, okay, well, if... If someone's going to jump in front of a chain shot to protect their mast, uh, that should probably come with some more repercussions than just 50% health. Um, so I don't know. I, I can't really imagine a flintlock pistol doing as much damage as a chain shot, um, but maybe that's just me. So it was nice to be able to get in. Um, I watched a few streamers. I think I watched uh, Fox Die. I watched uh, Fuzzy Bond, uh, Carities for a while. In fact, I think I finished my drops with Carities. Um, it was pretty nice. She was she had actually soloed a. Um, I think she she kind of finished off a Fort of the Damned. It took the key. And then didn't really have any plans because she was getting uh, chased by another crew. Um, and I think she just wanted to play keep away. And she did a fairly good job. I think there was one point uh, where she jumped. No, I think she had, she had made a mistake where she lunged off. She thought she was going to be able to get on board. And she didn't get the board. And something happened to where she got, her ship got locked down and she lost the ship. But for her, honestly, she has so much gold like 
a fort of the damned is not going to really impact her in the slightest so for her she was just having fun keeping away from nerds and i gotta say it was very entertaining. So um, thanks to all the streamers that were out this weekend streaming who were participating for the Twitch drops to be able to give everyone an opportunity to pick up this set because while this set doesn't necessarily speak to me, I could definitely see this being a set that speaks to other people. One interesting thing that I noticed on the uh, Twitch, the um, not the Twitch drops, the, the Twitter image that they use to kind of show the promotions. I don't know necessarily who's making the art for this, um, but I couldn't help but notice that the ship that they're using is the galleon to show off the hull, um, but it's the ship hull without the harpoons. And I was kind of confused by that. I was like, that's, it's kind of a weird thing. It doesn't matter, obviously, that it doesn't really impact anything, but it was just kind of a weird little, little thing that I was looking at I was like, oh, there's no there's no harpoon on that hull i wonder if it was taken off it doesn't it doesn't look right anymore i mean it used to look right but it doesn't look right anymore also there's no lantern too they killed the lantern but it doesn't matter it's just a promotional piece to kind of show off the the livery set for that but it was just kind of funny i was talking to myself um while i was putting together the show notes and happened to notice that so i would I don't know. Is it is it just me or does it feel like we we need to revamp the the creator crew in in Sea of Thieves? I feel like the creator crew was an interesting initiative to try and help gather more people into the potential pool for Sea of Thieves partners. Nowadays, if you're a full-time streamer, you're you're pretty much guaranteed to hit partner at some point. You really don't need too much as far as like um as far as like a, a hours viewed or hours streamed and, and viewer uh, count and stuff like that, it's it's not too hard. It's not something that I like. I would love to be able to have the codes that the partners get that I could give away during uh, recordings. Because right now, I I mean for for Sea of Thieves. Um, I put this up on YouTube and when it goes up on YouTube, it has video, it has B-roll. Um, but I could very easily put in a little splash page somewhere, you know, randomly within the actual, uh, video that has the code and I can omit like two characters from that code to give people an opportunity to watch it, to find it, and then to try and work out what the actual code is. And that would be a fun way for me to give players an opportunity to watch the content uh, if, if they normally are, but have an opportunity to get the Obsidian uh, uh, codes, like the six packs, right? That everyone um, kind of gets. I don't know if they're still doing codes. I imagine they still have some laying around, but uh, I might have to hit up the uh, community management team and see if there's anything I can work out with them to see about doing some kind of content like that, because I would like to participate. I'd like to give people stuff or I'd like to give stuff away. That'd be fun. Um, so I'm, I think I, I, I'm, I, it's weird talking about it because it's like I should be writing this stuff down. So I'll probably have to grab my uh, Sea of Thieves journal and kind of jot this down for later. Um, but yeah, hopefully you guys all managed to get your Twitch drops. I got mine. It was very nice. I will probably never put them on because if I'm being honest, there's a much better set out right now. Uh, so let's let's get into this that actually next up on today's docket let's taste sweet victory with special edition xbox oreo cookies 
in delicious prizes, unless you're in the United States. There was the crisis, the cookie crisis of 2023. Um, it's it's in the first month of this year, and I feel like uh, the Americans are already being set up to fail. Um, if you don't know, I, I would be very impressed. Um, you might not be keeping up on, on Sea of Thieves news too much, but if you, if you are keeping up on Sea of Thieves news, are you not keeping up on Halo news? Are you not keeping up on Forza Horizon 5 news? Because there are new livery sets and uh, armor coatings for all three games. So with Xbox and Oreo, they have put together a promotion. Um, I don't know how long this promotion is going, uh, but starting on the 16th, which is uh, the, the day this goes live, you should be able to head over to the um, stay-playful.oreo.eu link which if you if you're an american without a vpn this will just say sorry this promotion is not available in your region um, but if you're in the europe uh, area then um, you have access to this uh, there are 22 con uh, countries yeah so austria belgium czech republic denmark finland france france germany which i'll get into in a bit greece hungary ireland israel italian uh, italy netherlands norway Poland, Portugal, Slovakia, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, Turkey, and the UK. All of them have access to limited edition Oreo cookies. These cookies will now bear the Xbox logo as well as the iconic symbols ABXY controllers, uh, along with some directional arrows. By scanning the Oreo Xbox Special Edition cookies, and by cracking the elusive exclu no, exclusive cookie combination, Inspired by cheat codes hidden in games throughout the history, fans can unlock a range of prizes. These prizes include the Halo Infinite uh, multiplayer skin that gives you a blue cookie cream white and black armor set. You can also get the uh, Forza Horizon 5 blue, white, black, and uh, cookies and cream um, pattern on any car that you want, as far as I understand it. And Sea of Thieves has what I think is one of the best liveries I have seen in a hot darn minute. Uh, it is black and white with a, a light blue hue on top deck. So the entire hull is black and there is a long white strip that goes along the uh, upper deck of the ship. And it has little speckles of white, or, or excuse me, little speckles of black along the white to kind of be the cookies and cream. The sales for these have uh, black tentacle, um, black kraken tentacles coming up from the bottom with a uh, half moon circle blue, light blue from the bottom. And the top half is in the shape of a skull without its lower jaw. And it is black while the rest of the, the, the actual sales are a cookies and cream kind of black speckled white. And they look fantastic. They look so good. They're simple. They're understated. But their clear design really does kind of show some really cool kind of Sea of Thieves piracy type things. You know, it looks very much like some of the original sets that we've got. And I love more liveries to have skulls. The more skulls you put on a livery set, the happier I'll be. So please, please do this. So this harkens back to 
my memories of 2018. And you might be thinking, Logan, you call back to 2018 all the time. Dude, get past 2018. I can't. It's so hard. It was when the promotion for Sea of Thieves was at its most, and everyone was really interested in finding out what was going on about this pirate game. And back around, I would say like April, May, and I'm pretty sure it was around May, because this is what I remember the most kind of going out and getting it. Chips Ahoy, which... I mean, Ahoy, come on, which actually, now that I think about it, I have no clue why Chips Ahoy have Ahoy in them. It's a really weird word to put associated with chips and not have like a pirate theme around them, but apparently they do. So um, in 2018, Chips Ahoy had a Sea of Thieves promotion. And I remember the promotion had a code on the back of the packaging for the cookies that once you got that code, you went to the Chips Ahoy website, you entered in the code and you started to get the Obsidian six pack, or it was kind of a variant of it, but you got most of the Obsidian uh, cosmetics for like the, um, the actual equipment and such. Um, and you had to enter in multiple codes to get the different pieces of the equipment, which I think was four, maybe five at the most. Um, and it was very interesting to kind of see like what pirates were doing to try and get these codes because these codes were only available in America. These were only available in North America from what I remember. Um, I, I, I can't be sure about Canada, but I'm pretty sure it was uh, all of North America. And it was really interesting to kind of see what was going on with this because at the beginning of Sea of Thieves, we didn't have the Emporium. We didn't have really like any kind of additional sets that were coming from uh, the the um, what's it called uh, from from like different Twitch streams and stuff like we didn't have Twitch drops at all. Right. Everything that we got was from. Well, I take that back. We did have the Ebon Flintlock uh, Twitch set. That was definitely one of the ones that we got. Um, but we really didn't have a whole lot of variety. Everything that we had was stuff that was brought to us from the uh the 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 actual like kind of promotional stuff that they had for the game so if you bought the uh hard drive then you got the obsidian uh blunderbuss if you bought the uh controller then you got the ferryman set and it was always one of those weird things where it was like oh man that's so it's so strange that that you know we're getting these interesting sets um in, in by like all these weird promotions but i guess we got to go get all these promotions to be able to get the really cool obsidian set and since then the the obsidian set has always been kind of one that everyone has tried to collect because you know the obsidian capstan is very hard to get the obsidian banjo is very hard to get you have to watch streamers nowadays if you want the six pack uh and it's and it's definitely something where people want to finish off that set so people are spending hundreds of dollars on codes for uh the the hard drive to be able to get the blunderbuss things like that and um with this latest promotion uh it, it very much reminds me of what was going on back in 2018 when you had to go out and buy cookies to be able to get the code to start getting some of these obsidian set pieces right and now it's flipped now that we've uh, it's it's almost five years later and uh xbox has decided to do us one over they've said you know what america you had your obsidian stuff congratulations now we're going to do one for the rest of Europe. So now Europe gets all of these Oreo cookie uh, cosmetics. And there has been so much fervor about how Americans can get this set. And there are ways. And ironically enough, it is a very pirate way to get them. So I will say that it does involve a code. And that, that code is either up A 
Xbox and Y, A Y B Y, if you're in Spain, or for uh, the Swiss, it's Y A X up. Now, I will say, I don't know what all of the different countries are going to have for their code that they have to work out to be able to get this uh, cosmetic scent because genuinely, um, it doesn't go live until tomorrow. Uh, but Germany went live early. And as such, uh, a lot of people in Germany apparently go out and buy a lot of cookies. In fact, so many people uh, live in Germany that they had to uh, log into their home, uh, their home account uh, in Germany from outside the country where they were obviously traveling on vacation and uh, to be able to get some of these. In fact, there were a lot of German folks in uh, America that happened to be able to have their uh, family go out and get codes and get these uh the, these cookie promotional codes for them as well too while they were visiting who knows who in in america um and you know maybe uh pass a couple on to friends and things like that but um funny enough uh the, a, a lot of community members came together and for those of us who wanted them um we were able to get them and i won't say how i got mine but i will say that i did get mine and that I really appreciate those that helped me do it. Um, not to name names, but I really appreciate the effort that they put in to, to help get me my code. Uh, and the reason I say that is because back in 2018, and I feel like I put in my money here, back in 2018, I got enough cookie boxes to get the four codes that I needed for myself. But as a fan of Chips Ahoy, especially the Chewy kind and Oreo, I actually love both, um, I went and continued to buy as many boxes as I could justify to eat because I genu genuinely was eating them. A lot of people went out and they just went, picked up the package, uh, uh, took photos of the actual code on the back of the box and then left and never bought the actual product. I at least bought every package that I uh, got a code for and ate that box on my own. Um, I'm not saying that was a smart idea, but I'm saying that I did my due diligence. And I took those codes and I even offered them up as a contest to try and help uh, Captain J from A Crow's Nest uh, YouTube channel from back in the day um, try and find his uh, uh, Easter egg in the game when we were trying to figure out where that was because we found out that it, it hadn't actually been entered into the game the way it was intended to be from the launch. Um, but I kept giving codes away when I was um, getting these things because you would get you would get the cookie code and then the code would give you one of the cosmetics and then some time for Game Pass. So I have a I'm pretty sure I still actually have the whole list of all the codes that I had that I had saved to give to people who weren't able to get codes from other people that were living outside of the United States. And I must have given away at least 20 codes um, over the course of the actual promotion because it was going on for about a whole month. And even after that, I found uh, boxes that were at stores that were still good um, that had the promotional stuff on there. So I would scoop those up, grab the codes, and then eat the cookies. And the, the codes themselves were actually good for um, all of 2018. So even throughout the year, like as people were coming up, they would say like, oh, yeah, I missed out on this. And I'm like, oh, hold on. I've got codes for this. So I feel like I've justified the the um the 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 things that had to be done for me to be able to get the code that i did um and i didn't have to put too much effort into it because i have amazing people in my community who are very thoughtful very caring and and were willing to do what they had to do to help 
their friends in the community. And it was really heartwarming to have that because I, I was planning on getting these in some way. I was actually reaching out on Twitter for people who happened to be in the UK who happened to get Chips Ahoy cookies codes from me if they were still playing the game, hopefully to try and see if they could get me Oreo codes. And I had a few folks reach out to me about that. So I appreciate it. Um, but I, I effectively, uh, wanted to, to, I, I wanted these. I really do because I think they're really beautiful. And it is kind of a bummer that this isn't something that a North America gets to um, jump in with because I, I think it was such a bummer that the Chips Ahoy one wasn't available around the rest of the world. And there's plenty of other places in uh, the world that, that love Sea of Thieves. You know, South America loves playing in Sea of Thieves. And we also have a bunch of folks out in Australia as well, too. And not any of them are available for this kind of promotion. And it really does suck. Um, I'm not going to beat around the bush. It's a bummer that they can't participate in this because I think they ought to. I think they ought to have the ability to go out and support Oreo if they want, if they want to get this livery set, you know? Um, but thankfully there are ways to get a, around it. I, <laughs> I think they might've even changed their website to try and address the fact that, um, they probably woke up the next day and realized that there are a lot of Germans uh, redeeming cookie codes early. Um, but regardless, I think that it was it, it's it's nice, at least that uh, many of us were able to get them when we could, even though we weren't um, eligible for that. And, and I just want to say thank you again to everyone that was doing that. Next up on today's docket, I wanted to bring up Pendragon because um, I had an interesting kind of uh, back and forth with Mike Chapman on Twitter. He was nice enough to respond and uh, give me a fair amount of clarification on something. And I'd asked uh, the question as a result of uh, the, the latest adventure where Pendragon had um, lost and been trapped in the Sea of the Damned. Uh, something in my mind convinced me that he was merely trapped in the portrait. So I had to reach out to Mike and I had to ask him uh, in, in response to, I think it was either uh, Jeff Pegleg Perez or Tomas. I can't remember which one it was, um, but I, I reached out to Mike and I was like, hey, just for clarification reasons, why is or is Pendragon trapped in the portrait or the, the painting or is he trapped in the Sea of the Damned, right? And... The reason I asked him was because I can't remember who I was talking to the other day, but I was I was very concerned about why we were so pressed to go and rescue Merrick after he had actually been murdered um, to bring him back from the Sea of the Damned. He was being held captive by the Dark Brethren Court, and we knew that he was being trapped up at the top of the uh, kind of messed up version of the sea dog tavern which ironically enough enraged ramsey uh to send us over to the sea of the damned via the um uh, mask or the the veil of ancients uh that was tied to his little staff and uh send us into the sea of the damned to bring his soul back so that he could actually be back with his family well he decided to stay away uh, or at least after we rescued him merrick decided to stay as a ghost to quote unquote protect his family uh which is <laughs> such a weird such a weird thing to go through i'm still not really sure what the decision was behind that but i think it tied a little more into what they wanted to do with the game than it did necessarily with the plot line 
But um, to get back to the point, Pendragon is stuck in the Sea of the Damned. Now, the place where he's stuck, there is a tower and a bunch of shipwrecks and the eclipsed sun. So I don't know that we necessarily know where he is, but it does seem very strange that Bell, who can traverse between realms, uh, has has been missing and, and I would imagine is probably out there looking for Pendragon. But Ramsey has not sent us to the Sea of the Damned to try and find Pendragon. Now, that may be because he is waiting to hear back from Bell because maybe Bell is uh, trying to get a better idea of where what the situation is, like where he's at, how we can get him back. But um, for, from what I hear, she's been, you know, hanging out in the Pirate Legend Tavern. And it seems like everyone is just kind of forgotten about Pendragon. And outside of the Reapers, who probably walk by and, you know, for good luck, touch the little the little painting of Pendragon looking sad and, and uh, downtrodden in, in the Sea of the Damned, you know, much like a, a, a football team walking by and, you know, touching some sort of statue or uh, poster or something on the wall as they're going out onto the pitch to, to win a game. I, I can imagine that everyone else has kind of forgotten about Pendragon. It's kind of a bummer because he's one of my favorite characters. So I, I wanted to hear from folks and uh, I'm hoping to to kind of find out, you know, with next next week being the uh, the last weekend of the is it the last weekend of the month next weekend? Yeah, next weekend is the 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 um, actually, no, it's two weeks. We got a couple of weeks before the uh, community event. So food for thought for the community members, the gold hoarders out there. I would love to hear your reasons or your thoughts behind why Ramsey has yet to send us to the Sea of the Damned to go and retrieve Pendragon. Also, what is it that is actually trapping Pendragon from being able to come from the Sea of the Damned? He's never seemed to have a problem before. He's never. He's always been able to come whenever it's uh, called upon him, whether it be the uh, fifth tall tale in a pirate's life, or it be the uh, shrouded, um, the the uh, no, the hungry, no, the shrouded hungering one. The what was the name of that event? Oh my gosh. The Shrouded Ghost one, where we had to, to summon the different Megalodons, kill them, steal their soul, put it into a little plushie, stick the plushies on a table, light the beacon with another crew, play the song, and then had to actually uh, fight the, the Shrouded Ghost, which is not a, a, it was not an RNG event, so it didn't count for the uh, Shrouded Spoils uh, commendation from 2018. Yes, I'm bringing it up. No, I don't care if you, you're annoyed with me for doing it. Um, I want that one done. Uh, I, I think I even saw someone who had like 10,000 hours in the game, had every achievement, and still had never come across the Shrouded Ghost. Um, the RNG on that is redonkulous. And yeah, I, I, I will still... I will still harp on that if I if I can until the day I get it. And then when I get the Shrouded Ghost, I promise you 100%. You can call me out on this too. I will never bring it up again. I will never, ever bring up the, hunt, the, the, the Shrouded Ghost ever again unless someone calls me out on it. If someone calls me out and they're like, hey, what do you think about the Hungering D or the, uh, the Shrouded Ghost? I'll be like, the what? And then just leave it at that. And I will never wear that title because I'm not mean and I'm not going to mock people for not getting RNG. That's that's how I'm going to do that. I will get it. I will get that commendation knocked off and I will never talk about it. So what do you guys think? Pendragon, why isn't he coming out of the Sea of the Damned himself? Why isn't Bell searching for him? Uh, why isn't Ramses sent us using the Veil of Ancients back to 
see the damage to be able to get it. Um, what's the uh, the warrior doing? What's the ancient warrior doing that um, apparently is keeping up Bell's attention a lot more than Pendragon? Why is my boy stuck in the Sea of the Damned? These are questions. I need answers. I would love to hear your thoughts on this as well, too. So let me know. You can also let me know, too, if uh, you're not one of the Gold Hoarder members, um, you can always jump into the Discord server. There's a Discord server where you can talk about just about whatever you want as long as you keep it PG. And um, we also have uh, Twitter as well, too. So if you want to hit me up on Twitter, at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. Um, you can also email the show, too. I haven't seen any emails in a while, and I always like reading those out. Uh, C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com if you want to get a hold of someone on the show, uh, which I guess would just be me. I mean, maybe you want to get a hold of Caleb. If you want to send fan mail to Caleb, you can do that through the, the through the email as well, too. I'll pass that along. I don't know what you're going to say, but if it's anything bad, I probably won't pass it on. But if it's something good, I'll definitely pass it along. Also curious how you guys liked last episode. I was, I still want to know, should we have bananas? Are bananas worth it in the game? What do bananas do for you? Are bananas special? Do they hold a place? Do you hold it up for scale? Very curious to hear what you guys' thoughts are um, and feedback as we go into the end of the first month for Sea of Thieves. I'm very curious if we'll get another roadmap as well, too. Will Rare actually take a chance and give us another roadmap, giving us a list of things for each season to indicate uh, what's going to happen in the future in a very nebulous manner? Um, also, when is our next Community Day event? I'm very curious about that. Will we get another podcast episode? I can't remember the last one we had, so I'm very curious to hear uh, what folks will think, unless maybe the last Community episode was maybe the last podcast was the uh the reveal of flameheart versus pendragon does that count i don't know if that counts you guys tell me if that counts i don't think that counts as a as a podcast episode but i would i would love to have another podcast episode let's dive into uh one of the other things that i wanted to talk about that i don't think anyone's really mentioned um but i am very curious to hear what you all think Ahoy there, pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any two vip books or use the affiliate link for green man gaming if you're a pc gamer or you'd like to save money on games it's one of the benefit of being a pc gamer head over to green man gaming you can get codes for steam epic any of the different stores that they have deals going on they have deals going on all the time and if you plan on buying there please consider using our affiliate link all of that goes straight to me through the network thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast it means the world to me and i continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you with that pirates let's get back to the show next up on today's docket let's talk about the sea of thieves origin comics um if you guys don't know over on comiXology at least in the u.s uh by titan books or titan comics um sea of thieves has had a origins comic and this has been something that has dived dove into the dived dove i think it's dove 
uh, Dove. Just Dove. They have Dove. It still sounds weird. Why does that sound weird? Um, They've gone into the different trade companies to kind of show the origins of how the gold hoarders became the gold hoarders, how the merchant alliance became the merchant alliance, how the order of souls have become the order of souls. And I've covered these in the past. The reason why I'm bringing them up now is because I actually got the uh, physical trade back that has come out. This is something that was available for pre-order on Amazon for a very long time. Um, I've been waiting this for waiting for this for a while. And the reason I've been waiting for it is because up until this point, um, there has not been a physical copy copy available for these comics. They've only been available on Comixology, and I have a physical copies of all of the original comics that came out um, when the game was launched. I have all of the books at this point physical as well too, and this was something that I've been hoping was going to come to physical because having them available through uh, the, the Comixology is fantastic, but I never get a chance to actually like go f- thumb through these, take a look at them, kind of Uh, pour over the pages and the art and be able to really kind of focus in on certain aspects of them Um, not in the way that I typically do with all of the other stuff that I have with Sea of Thieves all the other comics the art books um, things like that like I love being able to kind of like actually physically hold these so I got my copy in it was in a uh, plastic mailer and it got bent and I was kind of bummed about that. So I've been trying to get it unbent um, to not to much avail. I've, I've been trying. If anyone has any tips on how to get these things not being bent anymore, that'd be fantastic. I'd love to hear those. Um, I've been having them between two hardback books with uh, a 10 pound weight on top of it. I don't know if that will actually make a difference. If I need to do something different, if I need to use heat or something like that, I'm, I'm worried. I don't want to mess it up, but I do want to get that bend out of it um, because I, I'd like to have these kind of in the best condition that I can. And, uh, you know, I've already got it. I don't need to buy another one. I don't need to try and get like a, a perfect edition because I probably will eventually be thumbing through this. So I, I imagine I will probably get the pages, you know, they're 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 not going to be in pristine condition forever, right? Um, but I, I didn't want to have this crease in it. It's kind of bummer. But the reason I bring this up is because I'm really excited to have this. It's really nice to actually have these um, in, in, in the trade back form, which if, if you're not familiar, comics usually have just the single issue or uh, um, as, as they come out on a monthly basis. Uh, and then when a trade back comes out, it has the combination of a section of the comics that have been released over a certain amount of time. This, in this case, has all three of the original origin comics. And it's very fortuitous that this came in around this time because I've actually wanted to bring up this um, that I don't think I've I, th- I don't think I've actually heard anyone talk about this because we've been talking about the uh, Champion of Souls uh, origins that are that have been out as well. Um, like we've had the three, yeah, we've had the three origins for uh, Pendragon. We've had the this trade back which has the origins for the Merchant Alliance, and now we have a new one. And I don't remember actually going over and talking about this, but we have the one that is the Sea of Thieves Origins book, The Servant's Tale, and it actually tells the story of the Servant of Flame or Flameheart Junior. And it's very interesting to kind of thumb through this because. As you're kind of going through this book, you start to realize a couple of the things. And if you've gone through and read um, uh, Sea of Thieves, uh, 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 oh gosh, now I'm blanking on what it's called, A Tale, The the Tale of Sea of Thieves book. Um, I think it's just called The Tales of Sea of Thieves. It's behind me on the, it's behind me on the bookcase, but I don't want to get out of my seat to go check right now. But if you've read that, then you kind of already know the, the servants or, or Flameheart Jr.'s story, but you don't necessarily know what happens to him 
after he turns into a skeleton, right? Um, and it's not until you actually get this origin comic that you start to be able to see like what happens to him. Um, and it's really interesting because at some point he is just kind of meandering around on an island uh, trying to figure out what to do. And as he is like getting chased by a couple of uh, pirates who are out there trying to get, um, uh, it, it, they're trying to do a merchant uh, task, but they come across a skeleton and the skeletons are usually something where they're like, oh, you know, we, we could 100% sell this skeleton skull to the order of souls. So we might as well do that while we're working on this merchant alliance uh, mission and or voyage. Uh, at which point I will say, again, I would love to be able to work on multiple voyages for different trade companies at the same time that isn't necessarily tied to uh, the, the Athena's fortune voyage because I hate doing the merchant stuff on that anyway um i think there's actually a captain's voyage for that so i don't know why i'm complaining but anyway getting back to the comic the comic has uh the servant of flame or flameheart jr running away from these uh these these pirates and he manages to escape but the way he escapes is by rolling down a hill falling off a cliff and smashing into a bunch of pieces and it's not a very glorious uh, uh you know ending for Faintheart Jr., as as you know, many people know him as, um, and it talks about the fact that he was kind of stuck um, after he was a kid, uh, which has a great image of him as a child chasing, yelling his father's name, um, which is it's hilarious because it really does show like. I don't know. I I instantly attributed it to the whiny nature of Reapers, um, but. It's besides that, I think that's a whole different association, but I just had a, a good laugh at that um, at the expense of the comic. Uh, it shows that Flameheart Jr. is cracked. He's he's damaged. He's worried that he's going to you know d disappear if he tries to move or do anything. And what happens is uh, Wanda the Warsmith or the Captain Warsmith shows up and finds Flameheart Jr. Like specifically Flameheart Jr., right? She's not just wandering around and then just happens to find a random skeleton who is in need of help um she finds flameheart jr someone that she's actually been actively seeking uh at this point because it was before the reaper's bones came into existence it was after she had been changed and she had donned on the mask but definitely before the reaper's bones hideout and the interesting thing that comes from this is, is that she is the one that uses mud to graft on his face a way to um, kind of uh, uh, mend the cracks in his bones. Uh, and it's it's the reason why his face is shaped the way it does. It's why the Reaper's bones have the mask the, the way they do. And she kind of tells him the history of Flameheart Sr., who he was, what he was like, and we get some real images of Flameheart Sr. as a pirate before he was changed into the skeleton that we know from the big red head in the sky. Very interesting to kind of see like what he used to look like. Uh, so in, in with that legacy now formed in his mind of who his father was, they work together to start to uh, build up the Reaper's Bones hideout. And that's when she started to kind of get the uh, rag and bone crates as well as the Reaper's chests. Um, she tried to make deals with the merchants and tried to undercut the merchants. She tried to offer um, gold for anyone that would bring her stuff. Uh, and while she was working on the um, upper layer of the Reaper's Bones hideout, 
he was busy down below digging out the true home underneath of the island, uh, which I still haven't gotten a chance to see. I'm still looking forward to that one day. Uh, and that, that was kind of like the beginning, the impetus of the Reaper's Bones. It was very kind of, it was, it was interesting to kind of see like, okay, well, you know, he had, he'd kind of built a mask for himself when he realized that he needed to be kind of front and center for the Reaper's Bones as they were going to start kind of working on that. And that was about the time that he started to notice that uh, Wanda was in, in it for Flameheart because she was obsessed with him and wanted his love and he has no love to give. So that was when she started to start, uh, kind of like move away from uh, following Flameheart and wanted to become her own uh, entity in Sea of Thieves and bring piracy to Sea of Thieves her way. And as such, he decided to kind of take up the mantle. And that's when he forged uh, his gold mask out of the treasure that he uh, had. And it even progressed even further where, like, as she was starting to move away from the Reaper's Bones, he started to trust her less and less. And that's when he started to actually craft all of the Reaper's Bones um, animals, you know, like the parrots, the monkeys, things like that, to be his eyes and ears for him so he wouldn't have to rely on Wanda the Warsmith's uh, information, intel anymore. And it wasn't until Flameheart had arrived in the Sea of Thieves as the, uh, uh, the head in the sky that he realized it was time for the Reaper's Bones to become a front-facing organization or group uh, to, to be in the Sea of Thieves and not to be trifled with. And that's when they started to recruit more and more pirates. And that's when they started to hand out the pajamas. And that's when they started to give players uh, the, the the opportunity to be emissaries and stuff. And it tells this all as kind of like a backstory for the two characters that are being uh, that have been captured um, as a result of uh, them kind of being hunted down by the Reaper's Bones. Uh, the same pirates that were chasing him originally, the ones that were going after uh, Merchant Voyage and then found the skeleton and then wanted to get a skull. These two pirates are now in the Reaper's hideout. And the interesting thing that I liked about this comic is that it's not necessary for you to read to understand what's going on in the Sea of Thieves, right? It is a supplementary thing that is still canon, which means that the story that they're telling right now, the story that is going on in Sea of Thieves, is um, the, the comic takes place after the first community decision because it talks about how uh, one of the pirates that was in here was saying, I was there when you attacked Golden Sands. You and your real pirates, quote unquote, destroyed anyone and anything you could, but you were stopped. Golden Sands still stands. And I like that they call that out. I like that it takes into account the community decision that we had and actually talks about it and actually gives a reason from the Reaper's perspective about why it didn't matter. And the Flameheart Jr. says, you and I saw the battle for Golden Sands quite differently. The Reaper's bones were unseasoned, many still even adjust, not even adjusted to their new roles and realities, meaning them not no, no longer being human because you have to drink the chalice and you have to become a skeleton, you become a Reaper's bones, blah, 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 blah. It was only a test, a demonstration of what's to come. Um, and he talks about how he had recalled his uh, Reapers back to their ships to leave the battle on Golden Sands, which we didn't actually have like a, hey, we're going to go, we're going to have a fight on Golden Sands. The thing I wanted to have is actually in the comic which i think is is amazing i love i love the fact that they that they said that there was technically a battle for sea of thieves 
uh or for for golden sands on golden sands i, I wish we could have been part of that i would have loved to have been part of that um and you can see that they've actually amassed like a much larger uh, uh not not tribe what am i thinking here Rebu a, a faction yeah faction uh to to their to their cause um and it really does kind of lead into the battle for sea of thieves right um but it's really kind of nice to see that the origin comics which are canon and are are written um by the the folks that are over at titan comics um let me see if i can actually find the name of it let's see okay yeah so this was written by jeremy whitley and the artwork was done by rolled uh marcellius i think is how you pronounce it um but this is also in part done with mike chapman uh chris alcock adam part and pete heinz uh as well as isher dylan um over at rare actually oh you know what I'm, I'm gonna take this back chris alcock is actually in the special thanks but i'm reading through i'm actually reading through the credits on this and i'm not seeing mike chapman's name which is uh which is very interesting because mike has been on everything up until this point which makes me wonder if chris was the one that kind of headed up the uh the comic aspect of this let me take a look and see yeah because okay so i'm reading the sea of thieves origins right uh the actual trade back that i got and the special thanks here are for pete heinz adam park who both of those are the marketing directors for um sea of thieves merchandise they're the ones that are dealing with all of the um extras all the, the the stuff that comes for outside the game um so any of the stuff that they sell on their shop or any of the, the promotions or things that they do they're the ones that coordinate that um mike chapman and brent allen uh or brett allen over at rare and Mike has been part of the conversation for everything that goes on story-wise outside of Sea of Thieves. Um, if you look up any of the books, he's thanked in all of those. This is actually, I, I want to, now I'm actually kind of curious. I want to take a look at the uh, Sea of Champions stuff too and see if his name is in the special thanks for that. Because that would be very interesting if the comics have actually spun off from uh mike from doing that okay so the first the first origin comics that is for um uh pendragon the uh the champion of souls still has mike's name in the special thanks taking a look at the third one let's see if he's actually listed in this one as well oh come on internet don't be don't be mean like that uh so yeah he is still but this uh the third one actually has chris alcock brought into the special thanks for this one as well as anna collins and uh isher dylan so that's interesting this is in if this is the case this is the first story-based canon led story or a uh, uh, comic for sea of thieves that has come from the studio that has not had a special thanks for Mike Chapman, which I'm very curious to talk to Mike about. I'm wondering what it was that he he was doing that actually pulled him away from this. Because I have Heart of Fire here, and I'm pretty sure that Heart of Fire actually has him in the special thanks for this as well, too. Even though I know it was a book that was uh, written for or by, by Chris Alcock. Um, let me see here. Epilogue, acknowledgments. Let's see. Adam Park, Pete Heinz, Isher Dillon, Mike Chapman. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things where because that was actually produced by Titan Books as well, too. Um, so yeah, as far as I know, this is the first comic that has been put out by Rare uh through Titan Books 
that has not had Mike Chapman's name on it, which makes me wonder, is he working on everything? Is he uh, kind of approving things without necessarily needing to? Or is Chris getting more agency? Or, you know, is, is Isher Dillon starting to work on this more and taking over the role of, uh, of narrative for Sea of Thieves? Like, I don't know. Makes me wonder. Mm, interesting. Um, but yeah, I if you guys get a chance, definitely head over to Comixology. Definitely take a look at the Servant's Tale. It is the uh, latest issue of Sea of Thieves Origin Comics. I'm kind of hoping that we get another trade back that is just for the Champion of Souls. And if there's another couple comics coming out in the future, that those will encompass um, the Servant's Tale along with whatever they are. So that way I can continue actually having physical copies of this because that's realistically, that's what I would like to have. I would like to continue to have uh, physical editions of the the Sea of Thieves comics as they come out. It's nice to finally get the first three. I would like to have the Champion of Souls uh, on my shelf as well too, and then the Sea uh, the Servant's Tale with anything else that comes out. That'd be fantastic because it's nice. It's really nice. Um, but I think that is going to do it for that bit. Let me take a look and see if there is anything else I want to talk about. <laughs> You know what? I can't believe I almost forgot about this. I wanted to talk about the Secret Wilds. This is the new adventure. This is going to be the next adventure. It is the second adventure in the three adventure arc. This is coming January 19th to February 2nd. Two weeks. It's this week, which means tomorrow or the day you're listening to this on the 16th, we should have a trailer drop for uh, the cinematic. They've always done the cinematic on the Monday. Um, if I have time, I will probably download that and try and do a reaction to that on YouTube. Um, but the Secret Wilds is coming out. I love the name. I absolutely love the name because it has a very interesting uh, kind of notion to it. Like it tells me that there's something going on with um, the constellations. There's a, a compass involved. We know that uh, Suds is going to be involved because her mask allowed her to see uh, a, a map that couldn't be seen unless you were wearing the, the mask of, of Briggsy. And she's got a compass in the artwork that they're showing for this. There's alt text on this image, which is on Twitter, by the way. Um, and it says a close up pirate from Sea of Thieves holding a compass with two clearly visible symbols, one of crossed swords and the other a symbol comprised of two large V marks side by side with a third smaller V pointing the same direction in between them. All we can see of the pirate's face is a long nose protruding from a white mask and gloved collar of a, and, and the collar of a red jacket plus fingerless gloves. Now, one thing that the alt text doesn't explain on this is that there is a third symbol on this compass. It is a blue symbol of the secret eye, which is just a diamond with a dot in the middle and four triangles on the uh, flat angles of the diamond. This is something that's prominent around Sea of Thieves. It is definitely an ancient one uh, symbol. You've seen it. If you head over to, um, gosh, where's the nearest one? Log into the game. If you spawn at Ancient Spire, head over to uh, Devil's Ridge and you'll see one. There's a, um, a sun on one of the big rocks on the uh, north, south, east, west, east side of the island. Um, 
that you will be able to yeah east side of the island that you'll be able to see and it's that image it also if you head over to uh thieves haven a bunch of uh, a bunch of eyes on there you'll see it so it makes me wonder what's going to happen with this are we going to get this compass compasses are very very much used in stuff so i would imagine that whatever's going on in the wilds right now which if you haven't played in a while and you're just listening to this to try and keep up on what's going on in sea of thieves and you might have missed one of the prior episodes um in the wilds right now there are uh different areas across some of the major islands so kraken's fall marauder's arch uh crooked masts and old faithful that have gray or greeny green like areas and life has come back you know life found a way to uh bring back some life on these different islands and uh we might actually see uh something interesting yes mm, yes so uh maybe this will actually tie into that who knows Ooh, uh chaos theory uh, so, and, and the interesting thing about the image, at least on this, is that it is a pirate that is holding this compass, but the pirate is not a pirate that is a skeleton. It is a pirate with fleshy fingers, which means that this is probably during a time when Briggsy was still human and potentially just someone who was cursed. Uh, and I'll be very curious to kind of see how this goes. I love that we're bringing Briggsy back. I definitely want to know. And, and it was thanks to um, when we were actually having the orb stream, uh, we actually um, found out thanks to the the team that was working on that, that all of the little things that were going on as a result of the orb stream, even though it was all kind of happening in the same area, in the same place and stuff, like Briggsy coming out of the portal from the Sea of the Damned in her human form, didn't actually mean she was working with the reaper's bones it just meant that she was going to be involved with the next major plot point for sea of thieves right so i'm very curious to see if this adventure uh which is something i've been waiting for i, I, I want this lore to kind of give us a bit more backstory on briggsy and what happened to her that potentially caused her to become a cursed skeleton or the cursed rogue right and i'm looking forward to finding out like what is the green blue and red symbols mean with this like how are those going to be constellations are those constellations going to be things that take us to some sort of secret in the wilds is that secret actually going to be located on sunken grove like i believe it will be because it happens to be the thing that was shown in the orb stream with uh, uh, uh bell and the ancient warrior so very cool kind of thing. I'm, I'm really excited to get into that. I don't know anything yet. I haven't been on Insiders. Um, I haven't even been on Insiders for the sake of getting my hour. That's how lazy I've been. I've been too busy playing other stuff and playing Sea of Thieves to try and keep going through games that I bought and never played. So I'm trying to do that. Plus, I'm watching a bunch of anime with my wife. So we've been trying to burn through Demon Souls and stuff. And I just haven't had time to think about going on Insiders. So... <sighs> At some point, I really need to log on and get my hours done each week because I really feel like I, I want to get that white cat. The white cat's all I care about. I don't care about the sapphire stuff. I really don't. I just want the white cat because it's so pretty. I just want the white cat. Also, if you guys if you guys haven't and you do have the Oreo set, there is a black and white kitty. I would very highly recommend naming that kitty Oreo because it fits in perfectly. And why not have the Oreo livery set with an Oreo cat? And if y'all come up with a nice black and white Oreo cosmetic set for your pirate, that'd be cool. I would love to see some pictures of what you want to see 
uh, like what would a what would a cookie uh, Captain Cookie look like if you could make Captain Cookie? Um, so I would love to see some photos on Twitter. I would love to see some photos in Discord. Um, call to action: Show me your your Captain Cookie crumple or whatever. Uh, but I think that's going to do it. So um, definitely keep an eye out. Let me know what you guys think of the adventure. I will be jumping in as soon as possible. Um, I'm still trying to get in daily uh, uh, streams. Uh, and shout out to actually, I gotta, I have to thank this because I was playing on Saturday and I got an opportunity um, to to jump in uh, to see these with Killhold Crew and Davram TV from Pirate Talk Radio. We were sailing around, having a good time, and we were being hunted by a uh, sloop after we had just gotten a bunch of uh, 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 merch stuff because we were trying to work on emissary ledgers for Davram because Davram and I, I missed out on the top tier of Reapers and I was really kind of bummed about that, but he needed to get the Reapers done as well too. So we were just kind of sailing around um, trying to get some stuff turned in for Reapers. And uh, we had another Reaper who hopped on and it was Saika. And um, they had uh, they had just gotten... It was on their birthday, like they just turned 33 and it was their day. They were just sailing around um, and it was really kind of fun to have them like just pop into uh, the game. And after we'd been sunk, they GG'd and I was like, oh, I love it when people GG after a fight. It was a good fight. It was really tough. It was 4v2 and they really did a good job. They're very strong. It was Sea of Champion sales um, with gold or with uh, uh, ghost curses, and it was really kind of fun to have an interaction with pirates after losing and be able to talk to them. So I jumped into, into actual game chat with them because I'd been playing on my Xbox, so I didn't hear what they were saying. And afterwards, I got to talk with them and I got to connect with them. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. A Sea of Thieves partner um, and, and, and kind of meeting their community. And they came over. They were super generous. They donated like 10 gift subs. It was very very sweet i'm gonna leave a link in uh her her or in the show notes for her twitch as well too um so if you guys get a chance take a look at the show notes because i'm gonna leave some links in there for you to to follow along but it was just really awesome that you know even after we had lost because we did lose a lot and it was kind of a bummer you know losing is always a bummer but it was nice to be able to talk to them after we had sank and not just have them like just be like toxic afterwards you know like that's always such a bummer but it was just so nice to be able to chat with someone afterwards and find out who they were uh find out you know what was going on with them um you know how long they've been playing CFE, stuff like that and just get a chance to actually like enjoy the conversation it feels like i don't ever get to have good conversations with anyone because most of the time everyone just tends to be like such a bummer uh, in, in Sea of Thieves. So it was nice to actually get a chance to talk to someone after having like an interaction with them. So thank you to, to Sanka for, for coming over. Um, I'm going to leave a link to her Twitch channel in the show notes. So you can definitely check them out, make sure that you're giving them some love the way that their community showed me some love as well too. Um, and also shout out to Sparbucks, uh, who was in chat and, uh, I'd sailed with in the past, um, with charities and stuff. So it was just really kind of cool to get a chance to to run into some other Sea of Thieves creators as well. Happenstance, we weren't even diving. It was just happened to show up on the same server, which never happens to me because I'm always on West Coast and I never run into other people that are Sea of Thieves commuter or con content creators and stuff. So it was fantastic. I had a really good time. Um, they earned 
their that loot 100%. They worked hard for it. They really did. We almost had them a couple times and I was really like hoping that we would be able to win. Um, but they they definitely they they were really good, really, really good PVPers, which always really makes me feel like pain because I'm like, oh, I feel like I just I don't have I don't have that prowess. I blame it on age. I'm just too old at this point. I can't react fast enough. That's my that's my excuse. Um, but anyway, I really love that there are community members out there that you can look at and run into and chat with and be like, they're cool people. I'm okay losing to them. I, it's, it's other people that I run into that are like, oh, get good. Oh, you know, you guys suck. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And, and you can even beat them and they'll still be like, oh, you suck. It's like, oh, I can't with you. Can you just, can you be a better human being? It's just a video game. Let's just have some fun. I'm just here to have fun and enjoy life. I don't need you guys being all like me. Um, Let's have fun. Let's talk and, and love Sea of Thieves for, for once, all right? So anyway, I think that is going to do it for this episode. Um, I hope you guys are all having a fantastic rest of your week. I can't wait to see what's going on with this latest adventure. And if you guys don't know, actually, um, I didn't think about this, but I have been uh, doing... This is the second week, but I've been doing a co-host for the Xbox Expansion Pass. So if you guys remember, I actually was doing an Xbox podcast for a while and I had to stop it because it was becoming so much work that I was losing out on spending time with friends. I was losing out on spending time with my wife and it became just a little bit too much for, for being able to be a full-time uh, 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 content creator as well as a full-time um, just employee for the job that I do. Uh, and so I had to stop it. But now I'm actually on the Xbox expansion pass and I've been having such a good time with that. We're doing a video podcast over on YouTube as well as audio versions over on Spotify. So if you want to get my thoughts and a good conversation with Luke Lore, the insipid ghost um, about Xbox and some of the games that we're going to be playing, especially with some of the stuff that's coming this year for Xbox, man, do me a favor, go check out Psyka and make sure you check out insipid ghost. Um, make sure you guys go check out the Xbox expansion pass because I've been having a blast talking about the, the game industry in general. And if you guys are, are still looking for content from me, um, that's that's the best place I can go to right now. There's going to be a new episode of Destination Indie going up on this feed. Um, and then it'll be transitioning into their traditional speed. There's also on Destination Indie, there's also a YouTube channel. You can go see some old stuff. We got some new content coming for that as well, too. So plenty of places to go find my voice if that's what you're looking for. Or if you're just looking for Sea of Thieves content, stay right here because we'll be back next week with another episode of the Keelhauled Podcast. Here Now Audio Fiction Festival 2020. It's Bioshock, the Midnight Series. Based in the dystopian underwater city of Rapture, 
witness what it was like for civilians from different walks of life before and after Andrew Ryan's city fell. It's a tale of deception, downfall, and survival. Bioshock, the Midnight Series, a podcast by Preston Hardin. Listen on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast, rated R, now streaming on your holotape player podcasting thing.